With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to NJSBA's podcast program, a special edition, Conversations with Educators on the COVID-19 Frontline. Uh, with me today will be um, Dr. Matthew Murphy, who is a superintendent in the Ramsey School District. I'll get to him in a second. Uh, just if you want to ask a question uh, of, or make a comment to Dr. Murphy, you can call one 347 989-8904 and press the number one. Or if you're in the chat room, you have, do have to log in with Blog Talk Radio. There's no fee. You can just type it in, and we will pass it on to Dr. Murphy. Um, this whole series is about how the districts are across New Jersey are dealing pretty much overnight with a whole new uh, world, a new normal, going from the brick and mortar to virtual, um, and trying to navigate the communication issues. Uh, the educational issues and the social emotional issues for our children. Uh, so with us, as I said before, is Dr. Matt Murphy. He's with the Ramsey School District. Welcome, Matt. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um, my pleasure. I know, um, but before I get into what you did, how you dealt with it, and some of the issues that you see, um, just give a brief overview of Ramsey School District for those who may be in other parts of the state. Sure. Ramsey is a pre-K to 12 school district. We have about 2,800 students. We're located in northern New Jersey, about 20 minutes um, from uh, the George Washington Bridge and by the big malls. By the big malls. Uh, Okay. Um, So uh, I said in the opening, and you and I have talked before, this kind of happened pretty quickly. I think we saw it coming, but I think it came a little faster than we thought and was a little bit more severe than we thought. What were some of the first steps that you had to take, and when did you take them? Yeah, well, we you're right, Ray. It was uh, really overnight in which we had a pivot. And um, when we got the director from the governor's um, office, we had already probably been three days into planning virtual schooling. So the first thing, of course, was to make sure that all of our kids had devices and the technology was available for us to pivot to virtual learning. And then um, the second thing we did was, you know, speak about our at-risk students and how we were going to take care of them for the, at that time, it was going to be for two weeks and now it seems like it's going to be a lot longer than that yeah so let's uh, delve a little bit into those um uh, i i think you're probably in your district most of the people did have access to the internet most of the students had access to the internet and devices but did you have to still have to collect a few get a few out there we did we we, we are lucky and fortunate we were we've have been on the forefront of one-to-one technologies for close to a decade. Um, So most of our students 
do have devices. And those who did not have internet access, we worked with the local phone companies for hotspots and, and so forth to ensure that they had um, accessibility. And you mentioned uh, your other main thing that you had to discuss was the at-risk students. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Um, how did you try to address the, the at-risk students that you have? Yeah, it, it actually is the number one challenge still moving forward. I think, first of all, credit to all the Ramsey School uh, District teachers and all the teachers in the state of New Jersey nationwide who had a pivot to virtual learning. Um, I think they've done a fabulous job. I have two kids, one in higher education and one in, in the high school. And th luckily, they, they're not at, at risk. So their learning is really going along beautifully. However, for the at-risk students, the therapies, the group counseling, the individual counseling, uh, the medications, those are, those are serious issues that um, as a community, as a state, we're, we're still struggling with because a lot of it you need to, you know, be face-to-face -face or, uh, um, you know, side to side, so to speak. So it, it is the number one priority, I think, of most school superintendents uh, that I speak to. Yeah, um, let's continue a little bit. You had the plan. Uh, how did you communicate it to your whole staff? Did you have a professional development day? How did you uh, work so that your staff yeah, that could get their lesson plan and get everything going? Yeah, so we have we go to school in excess of the 180-day minimum in Ramsey. So I proposed, believe it or not, virtual professional development days in which the students stayed home and we were able to really, no, you know, zoom in, no pun intended, on uh, the PD that was that was needed for the virtual learning plan. And like I mentioned earlier, we've been one-to-one -one for a while, so it was less about teaching them new technologies because our teachers are phenomenal at Google Hangout and Zoom and, and so forth and, and, uh, and um, Seesaw in the younger grades. It was really about identifying what was most important to teach. And then we also dove into how and to, you know what are the signs to look for on our for our students who might be having some trouble. So our virtual PD, we had two days of it, uh, the first Monday, and then two weeks later when we realized we were going to be out longer, really uh, allowed us the opportunity to spend some quality time on those two issues. Um, you, you kind of mentioned, alluded to it before. Um, I have a couple of follow-ups. Um, how did you? I mean, uh, at least from my point perspective, it seems like the teachers and the, and the building administrators and everyone in the building pretty much stepped up to the plate. They knew what they had to do. But uh, I'm assuming your staff did the same thing. That they, it's been fantastic with their effort. Unbelievable, Ray. The, the you know sometimes in a crisis you get reminded about, you know, everyone puts down their differences. Yeah, and you just see it in the community, right? Our our PTO 
has raised $43,000 to feed the frontline workers at our local hospitals. As you know, in northern New Jersey, we have a bunch of hospitals that are working 24 hours a day, and and they've now raised $43,000, and we deliver breakfast, lunch, and dinner all the time to them. So in a crisis, our communities come together, and Ramsey was no different, and the teachers were remarkable. And uh, how did you communicate the process to the parents and the students? Yep, well, um, we have a lot of communication vehicles already in place. We have a very active website. Our Facebook page and our Twitter pages are um, very subscribed to by our Ramsey uh, community. So we were able to get that out um, quite rapidly. I sent a weekly update on Sunday nights to the community, just updating them on what we know and what we don't know and to remind them to keep the faith. And it was during these types of communications that I let them know that we have a crisis counselor available 24 hours, seven days a week, in which all they had to do was call and um, they could get the help that they needed. Okay, uh, uh, before I get to that, follow up to that, um, we're talking with uh, Dr. Matt Murphy, the superintendent of the Ramsey School District in Bergen County. Uh, if you have a question for uh, Dr. Murphy or a comment that you just want to pass along, then you can type it in the chat room if you're in the chat room, or you can call 1-347-989-8904 and press 1, and Robin will get your question. Um, I, I've known uh, uh, your work at the Ramsey School District for a while now, and I know you have always been focused on uh, the mental health, well-being of our students, uh, and social-emotional. You kind of talked a little bit about that. How do you manage that now since you're really doing it virtually? Yeah, I I will tell you. Thank you, first of all. Uh, I will tell you there's no great – before COVID-19, there was no greater problem for me as superintendent or issue than that of the mental health of our young people. And now, more than ever, I am uh, convinced that it is. So what we did, Ray, is we identified our at-risk students. We attached them to not only their counselors, but to teachers. um, So they could get um, daily check-ins, whether it's by a phone call or a video chat. We arranged for counseling to be available 24 hours, seven days a week. And that means that if anyone, including mom or dad, and I want to talk about that in a minute, has, they just need to talk to someone, they, whether or not they need one session or multiple sessions, that I would get them the counseling free of charge. I don't care about insurance. Uh, virtually to them, either on the phone or through a video. And, um, you know, so we we have started that. The community has taken advantage of that. I usually get about, or I have on average gotten three to five requests to talk to a professional. I've teamed up mm-hmm. with West Bergen, which is one of the largest mental health providers in Bergen County. Um, they have been a godsend to us. Um, so if there is an issue that is out of our league, so to speak, I, I am able to call in, um, you know, experts virtually and make that connection. 
But I think, Ray, as this goes longer and the economy is still in such turmoil and we have parents losing their jobs or betting or getting furloughed, I, I worry about the stress level at home. As you know, schools are often the place of calmness for kids. It's the one regular place that they can go to every day, five days a week, 180 plus days. Now that has been taken out of the mix and, I, and I'm continuing to get worried that without regular counseling or, or other adults to check in on the kids that we're going to see um, other issues come up. And that was going to be my question. Is that your big? What do you see as the biggest challenge as we move forward through this? Uh, is that the, the mental health uh, and wellness of our uh, students and parents, and I guess the staff? I would put in that as well. Oh, without a doubt, the staff. Yeah, and in fact, I've had staff members who have uh, reached out and taken advantage of the counseling as well. I do. You know, in many ways, our high school kids are probably getting a little less stress because the workload is just vastly different. You know, it just can't be the same as going to school uh, six Mm -hmm. hours. So they might have a little less, you know, academic stress, but the isolation, not being able to see their friends, the annual, you know, the proms, the graduations, the typical things that young people should look forward to have been robbed of them. And, and don't forget young people don't have life's experience to say, we will get through this, right? This, you know, this is their world. And I get it. I get that a senior has looked forward to her prom for many years. So we need to be able to listen and validate the young people and our parents, and as I mentioned before, as the economy is still in turmoil, I am very worried that, um, you know, it's going to great, create great stress on the family unit, you know, married, if you mm-hmm. have, you know, two people together. And then that stress, as you know, gets, you know, absorbed by the kids. And then you have this terrible circle going on. But yet we're not there, meaning or the kids aren't with us for six hours. They're there 24 hours, seven days, and we can't look in on them. That's why every student gets a call from a staff member, not just the at-risk. The at-risk has specific assignments. Every student gets a call every week because I want the families to have the opportunity to reach out you know, I want to hear their voice, so to speak. Not, I'm not making all mm-hmm. the calls, but I want a staff member to hear that it's okay, and maybe that phone call will uh, allow that parent to ask for help. So I, I think we have to keep the human connection going, and we have to break down the stigma about asking for help. Just it's mm-hmm. okay to ask for help. I just need someone to talk to. Uh, I have a question. Uh, uh... Just a couple, few more questions. One is, uh, what's the role of your administrators, your building principals, your assistant superintendents? Are they there to help monitor and uplift the, the staff, uh, particularly yep. their principal, to their own staff, and monitor and let you know, I think everything's okay, or we might have an issue, or is that their job now? It sure is, and it's, um, 
you know, I joke that I must have missed the uh, how to lead an organization through a pandemic class at Fordham University because <laughs> I, this wasn't part of my uh, graduate program. They are, and the administrators are vital. And uh, like many of the school districts in New Jersey, we have a great group of them. They're vital because they are the common denominator between the staff and um, the community. And by that, I mean they're able to monitor the work that is going on. They're able to take the phone call from the parent who has a question because the teachers are just so overwhelmed. Many of our teachers are parents themselves trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, teach their own students while trying to teach Ramsey students. So the, the administration plays that vital role of being a common denominator for communication between the various parts of our community, including our school district and our mental health um, resources that are available. Um, now, I know your staff uh, jumped, you know, stepped up to the plate, so to speak, and really took this uh, and ran with it. Uh, maybe, maybe none of us have a choice, uh, but they did, and they did very successfully. But was there a couple things or one or two where you said a staff member came up with an idea? You're like, wow, I never thought of that. That's a great idea that you said, I, you know, it gave you some pr- pride. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, there have been a lot of virtual connections. And one of the things that I'm really proud of that we did this week, we're on spring break. And we had uh, some serious conversations. I know some other district canceled their break, but we felt it was best to have it because of the, you know, the teachers up until this, this week was they were working three weeks at a frenzied pace, their parents themselves, or they're taking care of their own elderly combined with, it's a holy week for many of us, Holy Thursday, Passover, mm-hmm. Easter. We thought it would be best to keep the break. However, we had over 15 teachers offer summer, not summer, sorry, spring break enrichment classes this entire week. So I've had hundreds of students still engaged in what is best about teaching and learning, which is human interactions. So we've, we offered summer, uh, I keep saying summer, spring enrichment um, learning experiences this week. And I, you know, the staff members had to step up to the plate and want to do it. And they did. It was amazing. And the community has embraced it and they have thanked us, but it was a really a win-win because you know, some parents wanted the structure of school, but yet understood that our teachers are parents as well. But um, I was really, I am really, really proud of our teachers for stepping up to the plate and offering so many spring enrichment classes. And we didn't charge anyone and it was, and you know, today's the last day of it because tomorrow's Good Friday, but overwhelmingly positive and just a wonderful response. Was it at what grade level was that at? It was pre K through eight. And uh, yeah, everything from, you know, a, a digital class or math games, um, technology, story time. I actually got the inspiration while I was on my Peloton. How's that, Ray? See? <laughs> a little exercise clears the mind. And I threw it out there. I threw it out there, and 
you asked what was I amazed, and the teacher said, absolutely. They didn't blink. You got it, Murph. You got wow. it. How about this idea? What about that idea? I love this. What about that? So um, all within like 36 hours, we got this out there. So it was, you know, it's just an amazing place to go to work every day. Okay, and we're coming towards the end. Any final thoughts for uh, your colleagues, your superintendents, or educators, board members, anyone across yeah. the state that as we get through this? Yeah, I think, first of all, keep the faith, right? We're New Jersey strong. We're going to get through this. Um, there's, You know, I, I would just say, though, that I think everyone re- needs to recognize their feelings, and it's okay sometimes to be sad. And it's okay to sometimes to be a little depressed. Being strong doesn't mean that you don't have these feelings. It's just important to recognize them. Um, But I know that better days are going to come. And I'm really proud to be uh, an educator in New Jersey. And and I want to thank school boards for continuing to do these types of broadcasts because I think it's really important for uh, the people of New Jersey to hear the good things that are going on. Yeah, yes. And uh and it, it's uh the, the idea behind this is that there's good things going on at every level of the school yep. administration board, teacher, uh everyone's really pulling together for the kids. Uh so I wish you good health. Uh and I hope it all goes well in uh Ramsey. Uh and I look forward to when we can see each other physically down the you road. You got it, Ray. Thank you so much, my friend. Okay. Okay, okay. that Bye-bye. brings us to the end of this episode. Bye now. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed what uh, Dr. Murphy had to say. Thank you, and uh, have a good afternoon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.